Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 30th of March. Good to have you aboard. Of course, we are a Blue Wire podcast. Glad to have you here with us. However you're listening, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. And everybody knows Zaslow Show 2.0 is always presented by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. If you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0, I practically consider you family, and I want to make sure if you've been in an accident, you get taken care of. That's why I send you to the best. If you're in an accident, doesn't matter what kind, you first call 911, let's make sure everyone is safe. 
Then you get an attorney on the phone immediately when you call Anna Jar and Levine. 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. WrestleMania week continues. The final four is just two sleeps away. We got a lot happening here. I went to bed last night feeling good. That's right. I went to bed on my sheets and giggled sheets. Feel really great about that. I'll tell you exactly why. The Panthers last night. The Panthers. Now they're dead. I I, I proclaimed them dead a few nights ago. But they're gonna, they're apparently going to stretch this baby out a little bit longer. We'll get to the Panthers. So, the Heat last night. Terrible. They get finally put themselves in a position with that win against New York last week. And they've completely shit the bed and at times looked incompetent since. We'll get to the heat, of course. But today, it's Major League Baseball opening day. That's right. So the Marlins today, the Marlins begin their season. They're hosting the Mets. You got a great matchup. We'll talk about that coming up. It does feel a little bit like it's flown under the radar now. You know, there was a real good buzz about Major League Baseball once spring training started with the pitch clock and some of the new rules. But now that opening day is here, I feel like I feel like it's kind of flying under the radar. I don't even know what kind of crowd to expect at Lone Depot Park today. I don't believe it'll be a sellout. And that comes on the heels of an, a, an incredible showing with the World Baseball Classic. I don't think it'll be a sellout. I actually think I'm going to the game tomorrow. My younger son wants to go with some of his friends to the game. So, <coughs> excuse me. I think we're actually going to be going to the Marlins game tomorrow night. We'll see. We'll see. If I, I'm not trying to go. Try, everybody knows when I'm trying to go. That means I'm looking for the hookup. We're going to purchase tickets tomorrow. I'm not concerned about that. So, I think we're going to the game tomorrow. But anyway. So, Major League Baseball opening day is here. And... We didn't have Major League Baseball down here until 1993, so I was 12 years old. And I was a baseball fan growing up. Of course, I, I played Little League. You know, every most kids who, who play sports in their youth started with Little League, started with baseball. And I played Little League Baseball probably till you know, starting with T-ball at like six. Played until I think I was 11. Yeah, I, I think 11. Playing, uh, it, I played two years, kid pitch. I think I was 11, maybe 12. So, and then I was like, all right, I just want to focus on basketball. But anyway, we didn't have baseball down here until 93. So I grew up, I was a Cubs fan. And because you have, Zazla, how are you a Cubs fan? Well, you got you to think about it. I liked baseball. We didn't have a team. What was I able to watch? Well, WGN flagship station of the Chicago Cubs back then we that was on every cable network lineup that was on every cable provider's lineup and the Cubs played during the day so as a kid I used to be able to watch a ton of Cubs games so I loved the Cubs Greg Maddox uh Ryan Sandberg of course Andre Dawson Sean Dunstan Mark Grace I loved the Cubs Ryan Sandberg and Andre Dawson, my favorite players. And I watched a lot of Cubs baseball. Back then, if you were a kid or <coughs> maybe even, excuse me, maybe even a teenager, you know, if you weren't a Cubs fan, and, and there weren't a lot of Cubs fans down here, I didn't find. But if you weren't a Cubs fan, you liked the Yankees, 
The Yankees played on CBS on Sunday afternoons. You got those games. Or the Braves. Braves played on Superstation, TBS. Every night, you watch the Braves. So, a lot of Braves fans down here back then. A lot of Yankee fans. The Yankees, of course, you know, it's spring training. And, and even the Orioles. The Orioles used to do spring training in Fort Lauderdale. But I was a Cubs fan because we got WGN. And anyway, so when once the Marlins started, 93, ah, you know, fuck the Cubs. I don't care. I'm, I'm a Marlins fan now for sure. And I remember starting in 93. So 93, that was, I, I was in fifth grade, I think. I was 12 years old. So no, sixth grade, sixth grade. Sixth grade was the first year of the Marlins. But I remember those first few years, Opening day, like today's 4.10, but I feel like opening day is usually like 1 o'clock, and you would have the the kids who were getting checked out of school early. They were leaving school, their dad was picking up to go to opening day, and I was always so jealous of that, because I, 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 I was never one of those kids. I was never the kid who his dad took out of school early on opening day, not because... Not because we didn't like baseball or not because, you know, uh, uh, you can't miss any school. Just we weren't in that kind of situation, you know, to for me to for my dad not to work that day. And, you know, we, we were middle class family, weren't able to buy tickets for everything. I was never that kid who was leaving school early that day, opening day to go to the game. And I was always jealous of that kid. And there were a bunch of them. And I was always jealous of that kid who got to leave on opening day. So, one day I'll do that for my boys. You know, baseball the way it is now, they're not so into... Well, my younger son's into it. He, 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 would, he would love that. He would love to be picked up a little early from school. Now, today's not the kind of day. It's 4.10. You don't have to leave school early for 4.10. But maybe next year, I'm all for it, obviously. I'll, I'll take my kid out and go to opening day. What do I care? You miss half a day of school, who cares? But I was always jealous of that. Not being able to go, not being one of those kids who was taken out of school and going to opening day with his dad. So I'll do that at one point. I think we're going tomorrow night. I think we'll check out the Marlins this weekend. I'm sure. I don't I don't think it'll be a sellout today. It'll probably be close. You got a ton of Mets fans. We know the expectations with the Mets. That's a World Series caliber team. So MLB opening day today. I hope everybody who's listening to the show, maybe you're listening on your way to the game right now. I certainly appreciate that. So, have fun out there if you're going today. Obviously, you got a great matchup. Hey, it's WrestleMania week. We're two day, we're two sleeps away from the Final Four, but it's WrestleMania week. And my guy Chris Van Vliet, Insight with Chris Van Vliet. You can get the podcast anywhere. Used to be on Deco Drive down here in South Florida. He's out there in Hollywood now. He's got all the big celeb interviews. He does all those press junkets. He's a huge pro wrestling guy as well. Very connected in that world. Really good to me. He's on Blue Wire also, just like we are. So we're going to get my man Chris Van Vliet on the show. We're going to talk WrestleMania. We got to get into all that good stuff with him. So I'm really looking forward to getting him back on the show. Let's... Alright, so we're going to start with the bad from last night first, which would be the Miami Heat. But let, let me start with a little good first, and I want to tell you guys, hey, it's Thursday. Maybe you're thinking about Final Four this Saturday night. I got to get some stuff to put on the grill. Well, I'm sending you to Broward Meat and Fish. You want to cook up a bunch of steaks? You want to get some seafood as well? Hey, 
I'm telling you about one of our newest sponsors, Broward Meat and Fish. I've, I haven't seen a selection of meat and seafood like I saw the very first time ever that I walked in Broward Meat and Fish. Newest location, grand opening was a few weeks ago in Margate. They got one right here by me in Pembroke Pines as well. Go to BrowardMeatAndFish.com. You can find the location nearest you. But not just meat and fish. You could do an entire supermarket shop, all right? It's your one-stop shop for everything. But especially when you're prepping for your next meal, oh, Broward Meat and Fish, they got everything you need. And with the butchers and the fishmongers there at their full-service meat and seafood counter, they're going to prepare your selection exactly the way you want it. You're going to get that perfect cut. You're going to get the freshest flavor and quality. So final four this weekend, you're going to grill it up all throughout the day on Saturday, getting ready for the Canes, getting ready for FAU, Broward meat and fish. That's what we're talking about. So that, that's the good stuff. Now let's get to the bad stuff, which was your Miami Heat last night. So the Miami Heat, they, they had an opportunity. We know this. Last week, they, even, even though you had a disappointing game right before it, you had the game against the Knicks where, okay, if we win this game, we got a shot not just at number six, but a shot at number five to catch the Knicks. Well, those plans are done. So the Heat, since beating the Knicks last week, finding themselves in the sixth spot, and just, I think at the time they were probably... One back of the Knicks for five after beating them last week. You got a chance now to jump all the way up to five. Well, forget about that. The Heat are a lock for the play-in now with five games left after last night's pitiful second half, really fourth quarter, against the New York Knicks. The game was nip and tuck. It was tight. The Heat can't score. We know that. Fourth quarter comes around. They go into another one of those lulls, and you give up a couple easy baskets. Uh, fast break slam dunk Josh Hart, fast break slam dunk, I think the other one was R.J. Barrett maybe, timeout heat, all of a sudden they're down by nine, they wind up not competitive late in the game, they wind up losing to the Knicks and losing the season series three games to one. So what does that do? The Heat put themselves in a position where they beat the Knicks last week, they're in the sixth spot, and what do they do? They follow that up with losses to the Nets, where they get smoked at home, The Raptors, they get smoked in Toronto, and the Knicks last night. The Heat now find themselves 40-37. and Forget the Knicks. Forget catch the Knicks. You're four back with five to play. That's over. Can you still catch Brooklyn? Well, they're now two back of Brooklyn, but they're actually three back of Brooklyn because they don't own the tiebreak. Three back of the Nets. Five to play. It ain't happening. So now... Let's look at the play-in, which is where the Heat are destined. Now, I told you, I don't mind the Heat being in the play-in, but that's when it looked like number seven was a lock. That ain't the case anymore. You look right now, the Heat are one game up on both Atlanta and Toronto. I don't have a problem if the Heat are hosting Toronto. Uh, Excuse me, if the Heat are hosting Atlanta. But if they wind up hosting Toronto, that game's not a gimme, and then you would find yourself in a do-or-die game in the second play-in game. Well, what if you don't even hold on to number seven? You're only one game up on Atlanta and Toronto. The Heat could drop to number nine. And then you got one chance to win two games. One of them would be on the road. Instead of two chances to win one with both at home. The Heat all of a sudden, the Heat had a chance to jump to five. And now all of a sudden, they're legitimately in danger of losing in the play-in and missing the playoffs altogether. This season sucks. I mean, there's no other way to put it. 
The season sucks. I don't even have so much to say about last night's game. It obviously stinks when you lose to the Knicks. But just overall, like th- this is the scenario now where we got to wonder if the Heat, if they're not going to drop all the way down to nine. So next up for Miami, you have Dallas on Saturday night, and they got their own problems. Then it's at Detroit, at Philadelphia, at Washington, Orlando to close the season. If you're going to hold on to the number seven spot, you got to go at least three and two, you would think. Because then for the teams behind you to catch you, they got to go four and one. You got to be at least three and two. So you have to win at Detroit. Detroit's beat the Heat. You have to win at Detroit. You have to win at Washington. You have to beat Orlando at home. Those have to be the three games that you win. But realistically, how do you not beat Dallas this weekend? But the Heat can beat anyone, and they can lose to anyone. So if you beat Dallas this weekend, you'll put yourself in a great position where you could afford to just go 2-2 two and two in the final four games, and three of those final four games are super winnable. But who the hell knows with this team? Who knows? So I, I don't really have anything else to say about the Heat from last night. It was, it, was just, it was a pathetic fourth quarter. I'll be honest, I had the Panthers on the big TV most of the time. Now, I did some flip-flop. It started with the Panthers. Panthers gets intermission. Then flip-flop, Heat on the big TV. Heat gets a halftime. Boom, let's switch that back up. Back to the Panthers. And then the Heat, fourth quarter, barely worth watching that fourth quarter for the Heat. You saw the direction it was going in. And the Panthers, all right. Every, everybody settle down for a second. The Panthers last night. This was... Very high drama. So the Panthers last night are... They go up one nothing early in the game. A minute in. Anton Lundell. Good. Look, I see you, Anton Lundell. You know what you did last game. You know what you did. But I see you, Anton Lundell, putting the Panthers up one nothing early. From that point on, the Panthers got severely outplayed. They, they, they were just... They were terrible. The Leafs tied up 1-1 in the second. And then in the third, well, actually, it was late in the second. So late in the second, it's 1-1. Panthers are playing like shit. Alex Lyons in goal because Bobrovsky is sick. Panthers are in Montreal tonight. Hopefully Bobrovsky is better. But Alex Lyon won the Panthers this game. He was awesome. He was standing on his head most of the game. They go down 2-1, you think. Morty's challenges for offside. Now, you got to understand, when coaches challenge goalie interference, that's hit or miss. When the coaches challenge offside, they usually win that challenge. They, they could see in the replay, he's offside, let's challenge. Because you, you can't just challenge everything all willy-nilly, because if you lose the challenge, obviously you lose the goal, and you're on the penalty. So, Maurice probably knows that he's going to win this challenge. The scoreboard says 2-1, although it's likely going to stay 1-1. And Paul Maurice is lighting up his team like you've never seen before. This could only happen in hockey. It's so hockey. Paul Maurice is lighting them up on the bench. And you could easily say, first of all, 
He does his best Logan Roy from Secession impression, and he tells somebody to fuck off. I'd love to know who that was who he was saying that to. But he is over and over. You could read his lips. Easy to read his lips. You have to excuse my language. Easy to read his lips. Over and over again, he keeps calling them, you're playing like a bunch of fucking pussies. Again, excuse my language. I don't know any other way to say it. And he keeps saying it over and over again. You're playing like a bunch of effing, and he's saying the real word, of effing and, you know, pussies. Over and over again. I've, ne- I've never seen anything like it. And it really feels like a season's worth of frustration. And he's stunk. He's the murderer of uh, murderer fun. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? I kind of dig what he's doing right now. This is, this is maybe the only time of the season where I'm kind of into what Paul Maurice is doing. Because, yes, they're playing like a bunch of effing uh, you-know-whats. Rhymes with ussies. So I'm, I'm kind of into what Paul Maurice is doing right here. So they come back from the challenge. I mean, Maury, oh, my God. You've never seen anything like it. In the NBA, can you imagine if a coach yelled at his NBA players? In the NBA, a team's major concern is, is their superstar happy? They always have to be happy. Can you imagine if a player, if a team is getting lit up by their coach like this? The NBA player, he'd be so unhappy. He'd be asking for a trade the next day. In the NBA, this, this, these players, they wouldn't be able to handle it. They're so soft. They wouldn't be happy if the coach was yelling at them, trying to coach them up. But in the NHL, hey, this can happen. Because the players are professional. And the coach is allowed to coach. And so, what happens from that point on? We get to the third period, still 1-1. Maple Leafs eventually take a 2-1 lead. Okay. Now we're in big trouble. Because I already declared the Panthers done a couple nights ago. But we're in big trouble. We're getting sorely outplayed. The only reason they're in this game is because of Alex Lyon. Panthers have a power play late in the game. They're going to finish the game on the power play, the Panthers. They also pull the, extra, pull the goalie extra skater. Six on four. Under a minute to go. Here's the call. Yeah, with a minute to go. Here's Aaron Eckblatt. One time Good work by the Panthers to regain control of that puck. And they were looking for that clean shot over on the far side. You had two extra men on the ice. A miracle. It really was a miracle. Ekblad tipped by Reinhardt. Tie the game. There's Ekblad was super pumped. 2-2 now with just under a minute to go. The Panthers have new life inexplicably. They don't deserve it. Alex Lyon's the only one who deserves new life. 2-2 now. And they wind up, and, and this was one of those where it's like, don't do anything dangerous. You got to get to overtime and at least get the point. So they get to overtime, and the Panthers, they end up catching an odd man rush. Up with Montour in overtime. Barkov waits, sets up Montour. Let's go, little baby! Brandon Montour wins it. 3 2 Florida. 
I said it after the second period that the Panthers need the big boys to put on the big pants and come out and win this hockey game, and that's exactly what we just saw. Barkov, Montour, Reinhardt. Brandon Montour gets the assist on the game-tying goal in the last minute, and then the Panthers got control of that puck, and look at the reaction. Oh, they needed that. Another miracle. No business winning this game. Brandon Montour from Barkov, two-on-one. Panthers win it. A A game they had no business winning except for Alex Lyon. You feel real good for him. When he was going into the tunnel, he had the camera there. He was so pumped up. Fist pumping, yelling. He was so fired up. I felt really good for Alex Lyon. And Brandon Montour, say what you want about the other guys on this team. Brandon Montour, start to finish, has had a great year. He's awesome. And now, a single season, 63 points after that goal. Single season Panther record for a defenseman. He is awesome. He's probably my favorite player on the team, Brandon Montour. I love him. He gets the game-winning goal. Panthers win 3-2, a game they had no business winning. So here's where we stand right now. The Panthers are one point back of Pittsburgh for the second wild card. Now, the Islanders won last night also in overtime. So the Panthers remain six back of them with a game in hand. They are not going to catch them. There's seven games to play. Pittsburgh has a game in hand now on the Panthers. They were idle last night. But the Panthers are now one point behind Pittsburgh. And here's the key. The first tiebreaker is regulation wins. Panthers will have the tiebreak over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has 27 regulation wins. Panthers have 31. One point back of Pittsburgh. So Paul Maurice, obviously, I mean, he's yelling, you're you're a bunch of effing pussies. I've never seen anything like it. Paul Maurice was asked after the game, what happened there? Well, that was not calculated. Um, I was just honest. That was where I was at. If I could have yelled louder, if I had found a fucking way to be more profane than I was, I would have. I'm not gifted enough. I needed to channel my father, who's a gifted cursor. That was all I had. I was honest. That's how I felt. So, What was the message? Oh, you... you know. Like, without, without the expletive, what was the message? <laughs> there was nothing beyond the expletive. Okay. All right. What were you seeing that led you to the Well, what you saw. I'm a Shirley fan, which I think was great on the other side of that. No, I just had a, it's more of a cleanse for the coach, a cleanse I needed to, it was cathartic. Did you know it was offside? Hmm? Did you sense that it was offside or you thought it was going down? Oh, I didn't care. Oh, no, oh, so when I called the timeout, I, I knew it was offside. And then I thought it was a very nice opportunity to share feelings. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's the first time all year that I've been on Paul Maurice's side. It really is. You know, you, you may not like the style of play. It may be a poor fit as coach. But they were playing like shit. They were not playing well. You gotta, it like, you had won six out of seven. Now you've lost four in a row. You're about to lose five in a row. Get it together. Now, I don't know, did that light a fire under them? Like, you know, some players will say that. Barkov said that after the game. Who the hell knows? Either way, it worked, I guess. It's the only time this year I've been on Paul Maurice's side. So, a miracle win for the Panthers last night, which doesn't mean anything if they don't now go into Montreal tonight. I don't care it's the second night of a back-to-back, and the Panthers have been shit on the second night of a back-to-back. Last night doesn't mean anything, 
Beating Toronto, a great team, doesn't mean anything if you don't go into Montreal tonight and now beat a bad Canadiens team. And the Canadiens, remember, that was the game Panthers scored, what, they had nine goals, right? 9-4, 9-5, 9-4, 9-5 that game a couple weeks ago. Really stupid game. It doesn't mean anything last night if you don't now go into Montreal and you get two more points. So tonight, like I said, Panthers in Montreal, 7 o'clock game. The Penguins, they host Nashville. That's a 7 o'clock game also. Nashville's good. So if the Penguins lose tonight and Panthers win, Penguins are still going to have a game in hand, but you'll find yourself in that second wildcard spot, even though I declared the Panthers dead a few days ago. I'm not, I'm not taking that back. Well, I, I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not taking it back. I declared them dead a few days ago, but by the end of tonight, they could be sitting in that second wildcard spot. We'll see. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So, like I said, we're going to talk to my pal Chris Van Vliet. I know the pro wrestling fan. You've been listening like, yo, Zazzle, we got to talk more about WrestleMania. Come on. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to get to that in a second here. But first, I got to tell you guys, look, when life gets you salty, I'm super salty about the heat last night. You can make yourself a margarita. That'll make you feel better. All right. Or I'm super salty about the heat last night. So I'm focused on the Panthers win last night. That made me feel better too. Well, when water damage gets you mold in your home, you got to call or text Water Cleanup of Florida. When disaster strikes your home or your business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida. Call my guys, the Greensteins, personal friends. Water Cleanup of Florida. They understand how an unexpected property damage, it'll overtake your life or business. It'll affect your entire well-being. Don't stress. You call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. They have over 60 years of combined experience handling your restoration project from start to finish. Fully licensed, insured, general contractor, providing the one-stop shopping that busy home and business owners require. Their objective at Water Cleanup of Florida, make the cleanup and insurance claim process Painless and hassle-free, it's exactly what you want to hear. They serve the entire Tri-County area, Miami, Broward, Palm Beach counties. Call or text immediately when you think there could be an issue. 954-900-8635. WCUFL.com, you want to go online. And hey, if you don't take my word for it, that's okay. You could check out more than 80 five-star reviews on Google. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Water cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. So, the Lamar Jackson saga continues. If I could fit in a little bit of NFL here before we get to Chris and do some WrestleMania week stuff. So, 
Lamar Jackson, we're nowhere closer to any kind of deal. It's starting to feel like we're not going to have a deal done until like right before the draft, so at the end of the month. But I feel like we're at the point here, and I already told you where I stand, all right? We're at the point, and, and that is, I think Lamar Jackson's unreasonable. And I think the Ravens are being smart. But we are at the point now where I think Lamar Jackson needs to stop tweeting. And I think this is the kind of stuff that hurts you not having an agent. An agent will leverage this, leverage that, will play the media here, there. Lamar Jackson, I think, needs to stop tweeting. Because now yesterday, you know, people are giving Lamar shit uh, on Twitter, of course. You got people talking about, hey, he, he sat out the last few games. He was holding out in season, ruined the Ravens season. I don't know if that's true, but it's, it's awfully fishy. It's awfully convenient. So Lamar Jackson tweets out yesterday, I don't remember me sitting out on my guys week one versus the Jets to week 12 versus the Broncos. <clears throat> How come all of a sudden I sit out because of money in which I could have got hurt at any time within that time frame? When we know the Super Bowl been on my mind since mid-April 2018. So he's saying, look, I didn't sit out the final five games. I could have gotten hurt in week seven, week eight, week nine. And that would have kept me out for a very long time also. So I'm just picking and choosing. Okay. And then he continues. Let's get real. I'd rather have a 100% PCL than go out there and play horrible, forcing myself to put my guys in a bad situation. Now, that's selfish to me. All right. Lamar Jackson thinks he's helping himself here, but we talked about this, right? Lamar Jackson bet on himself before the season started, or last year when he wasn't signing extension. He bet on himself. And what happened? He did not have a great year, and he got hurt, which is everyone's big fear with giving him the guaranteed money. So he bet on himself and he lost, but he still wants the biggest contract. That's not the way it works when you bet on yourself. But Lamar Jackson here, while saying that he didn't hold out, he wasn't sitting out for the money at the end, he's telling you here, I was not 100% healthy. I did not have a 100% PCL. So Lamar Jackson thinks he's helping himself by telling you, I know your big concern is my injury history, and the reason I didn't finish the season last year was because I got hurt. Now give me all my money. That's not helping his case. That right there is exactly why the Ravens don't want to give him what he's asking for. He needs to stop tweeting. Like, it's, he's, he's not going to get the contract he's asking for. And I think as every day goes by and he's got the itchy Twitter fingers, I think he's going to continue looking bad. And this is the kind of stuff where, oh, he doesn't need an agent. They offered him $133 million guaranteed for three years. Why does he need an agent? This kind of stuff. You need, it's not just about negotiating the contract. Sometimes you need a little bit of advice. And the advice here would be, stop tweeting, man. You're not helping your case. All right. Before we get to Chris real quick, you guys know I love Sheets and Giggles. I've been telling you about Sheets and Giggles for a while now. I love these sheets that my man Colin, the founder and CEO at Sheets and Giggles, sent me. I got the co- the comforter is my favorite. I love the comforter. I even have a duvet cover on the comforter. And Colin and I talked about it. It's like, uh, you know, the, the wives love the duvet cover. The husbands, they hate the duvet cover. And I agree. 
But I got a duvet cover on this comforter, and I think I love it. The comforter's my favorite. So I got this comforter from Sheets and Giggles, but I also have the sheets. I have the, I have the fitted sheet. I got the pillowcases. I even have a eucalyptus pillow. That's right. Eucalyptus pillows, eucalyptus mattresses. We're talking sustainably made from the wood of eucalyptus trees that are grown on sustainably managed biodiverse farms. So what am I trying to say to you? Sheets and Giggles cares about the environment. They care about the earth. They're using up to 96% less water than some cotton sheets. 30% less energy. Absolutely zero pesticides or insecticides used. Sheets and Giggles breathable, soft. It's like I'm sleeping on silk. I love it. But I love that comforter so much. So become one of over 100,000 Americans who are now sleeping on Sheets and Giggles just like the Zaslow family. Sheetsgiggles.com. Sheetsgiggles.com slash Zaslow. And use my promo code Zaslow. At your first order, you're going to get 20% off by using my promo code. Sheets and Giggles. I love those guys. Sheetsgiggles.com. All right, so our pal is Chris Van Vliet, uh, who I'm a huge, huge fan of and has been very nice to the program. He jumps on the show whenever I ask. He's also a huge pro wrestling fan, uh, hobnobbing and mixing it up with celebrities out there in L.A. as well. But this is Chris, always good having you on the show. And this is a monster week, man. You're out there in the belly of the beast in L.A. It is WrestleMania week. Does it feel like WrestleMania week for you? Good to be on the show with you again. Good to see you. And yes, this is like the Super Bowl of wrestling. So if you're a wrestling fan, it's a big week. And out here in LA, it, it just there's like a certain buzz if you're in the wrestling world because everybody who's done anything with wrestling is in town, whether it's for events, uh, conventions like WrestleCon. There's like hundreds of indie shows that are running this week. And then, of course, you've got NXT, Hall of Fame, SmackDown, two nights of WrestleMania. And raw. So, I mean, it's just packed for like a full week. So what's your schedule like this weekend? What are, what are you doing, you know, personally, and what are you going to try and attend? I'm going to try to attend as many indie shows as I can, but I'm also trying to like sneak in as many long form interviews as I can too. Like great to have a conversation with someone for five minutes, that much better to have a conversation with someone for an hour. So the best thing about WrestleMania week is everybody's in town. The worst thing about WrestleMania week is nobody has any time. So it's just a matter of like, all right, wake up. What's going on today? Like Dolph Ziggler has a comedy show this week. I'm going to go check that out. Then there's a ton of indie shows. I'm going to try to make it, even if it's just for a few matches, I just want to pop by. There's a local promotion down here called CCW, Coastal yes, Championship Wrestling. I know them well. And they're, they're doing their first ever WrestleMania weekend show. So that's good. You should go. Uh, me and my buddies, we go out and see them every now and then down here. They do a show uh, once in a month at a once a month at a brewery very close to me, and they're really great. The funny thing about WrestleMania week is there's only so many hours in a day, right? And only so many days in a week. So someone will be like, "Hey, do you want to come to this show at 11 a.m.?" And you're like, "Man, I don't normally go to a wrestling show at 11 a.m., but just sign me up for that." Hey, do you want to go to this other one at midnight? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so are are you go? Are you definitely going to be at WrestleMania night one and night two? Yes, I'm, I'm going to be there at WrestleMania night one and night two. I, I haven't actually bought my tickets yet, so I have credentials. So I'll be there with press credentials. But Where do they put you me, for a credential for WrestleMania? There's a press box. Okay. So then this, this is the thing, right? Like amazing to sit there in the press box with all your colleagues and like, you know, you're working, right? Like, and you're, you're reporting on the show, but there's also a part of me that's like, kind of want to be like totally. sitting totally. down there. Totally. Because- 
you know, if you're a big whoever, Roman Reigns fan, Cody Rhodes fan, whoever, you can't be in the press box going, oh, yeah, that's yeah. my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to you want to get out there, maybe have a beer in your hand. But if nothing else, you want to stand up and clap and cheer. I yeah, I, I totally get it. I'm super excited, man, for this weekend. It's it's weird down here because the Miami Hurricanes are in the final four which is obviously a major, major deal. Yeah. And it's going on at the same time as night one WrestleMania. So we're, we're going to have dual TV action going on in the Zaslow Mansion family room. But I'm super pumped about WrestleMania, even NXT Saturday afternoon. And and it's there's like this extra kind of buzz, I guess, because it's Triple H's first WrestleMania where he's in charge, right? Yeah, and that's a big thing because like, I feel like he's kind of been ramping up to this. And last year at SummerSlam, if you're a wrestling fan, you kind of noticed that it just had a bit of a different yep. feel to it when they were in Nashville. And then every pay-per-view or premium live event, as they're calling him, since then has just had a bit of a different feel. So it's going to be interesting now to see what's Triple H going to do here. Although, if you believe the rumors, it's not just Triple H whose hands are on this. Sounds like Vince McMahon is back in the fray in some sort of way. And I think there's a lot of people that are pointing to that Brock Lesnar and Omos match and they're going, yep, that's a Vince McMahon match right there. And if the, if Vince McMahon's back and we're going to keep seeing matches like this, I'm not happy about it. But I say, man, look at the rest of the card. It is stacked on either night. Like if you're in LA or happen to be going to LA for WrestleMania week, you're not going to miss out by going to one night instead of the other. Like both nights just look great to me. Do you, do you, I love it. Do you love the two night WrestleMania? I think the only drawback was like, I went a couple years ago in Tampa. I'm going with my son. I I, I can't afford four tickets going two nights in a row. So I got to pick yeah. a night. All right, let's go yeah. night one. So if you're going, you're, you're not, you want to, you want to get the best matches. They're splitting them up. So it's, that's a bit of a gamble, but if you're a viewer at home like me this weekend, love two night WrestleMania. There's, a, I think there's way more pros than there are cons. And I would tell you the biggest pro is I've been to 12 WrestleManias. It is a long yeah. day. Yeah. And I used to have a trip with three of my buddies. So four of us would go wherever WrestleMania was. And we made it like a boy's trip. And one of my friends, not a wrestling fan at all. And he like, we would keep being like, all right, well, WrestleMania this year's in Orlando, WrestleMania this year's in San Francisco. And he's like, oh man, is it going to be eight hours again? And I'm like, yes, it probably will be. So I like the fact that it's now two, three to four hour shows spread out over two nights. I will say one of the cons though, is if you buy tickets to night one or night, two, well, if you buy tickets to night one, you don't know exactly which matches you're going to get. And that kind of sucks because you're like, I really want to see this match and I don't yep. know which night it's on. Yeah. So if you show up to night one and that match doesn't happen, you're now kind of obligated to go on night two. That's what happened. Like when we went in Tampa a couple of years ago, the main event night two was Roman against Edge and Daniel Bryan. I went night one, which was great. I actually thought night one overall was better. And our main event was Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Would have been nice to see Roman Reigns. I actually thought our night was better. So it worked out just fine. Uh, I I love the two nights. I love. How much have you enjoyed this bloodline? I mean, what an incredible! We're talking like two years worth of story here, Chris. And everyone was complaining for so long of like WWE doesn't give us long term storytelling. Well, we're finally getting it here, and it's paying off. I think in the best possible way here. 
And I feel like going into this main event, night two, Cody and Roman Reigns, everybody seems to think they know what's going to happen here. Everybody seems to think the night's going to end with Cody Rhodes winning the championship, you know, the amazing moment. Dusty never won it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's another storyline on the other side of this that makes a ton of sense. Roman Reigns holding the belt for over a thousand days would be a huge milestone for him to hit. And WWE has always been really good at going, oh, you think that's going to happen? Well, check this out. WrestleMania 30 is a perfect example. I was there in New Orleans. We went into that match going, oh, it's The Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. Well, that'll be a fine match. Of course, The Undertaker's going to win. What? What do you mean he didn't win? Is this a mistake? (laughs) So I wonder what's going to happen here. And another big question for me is, if Cody Rhodes does win, like all WWE fans seem to think is going to happen, does he win clean? And I would have to think that if he's going to win, it's not going to be a clean victory. Really? Something's going to happen here. Someone from the bloodline is going to come in and create another storyline. And then jumping off of that, if Cody does win, what's the next match there? I don't think that he wrestles Roman again and then beats Roman again You know, at SummerSlam or down the line here. I think it creates another storyline and Roman's out of the title picture for a little while, or maybe Roman's just not on TV for a while. Did you, uh, did you love Sammy and KO getting back together? That's great. That's so good. Although I wonder what's going to happen here at WrestleMania. Cause you know, it, it might make sense for them to win that match, but I think they're going to win. I, yeah. I, I, I think they could win. Um, but that moment of them like hugging and the crowd getting so all good. into it. It's just like the playoffs, right? Like, no disrespect to baseball, but watching a game in July is very different from watching a game in October. And that's what watching Raw and SmackDown right now feels like. It feels like October yes. baseball. You know, and it's it's funny. It's hard to explain. We've had conversations like this before. Like, especially, I know you posted one of these clips again the other day, and you and I have talked about it, where when people say to you, you know, wrestling's fake. And <laughs> my response to that is always like, do you think fucking Game of Thrones is real? Do you think they're dragons? You know, I never understand. All your TV and movies, they're all fake too. They're all scripted. So I never understand that. But for people who are not pro wrestling fans, it's so hard to explain. Like when yeah. Sammy and, and KO, when they hugged at the end there, uh, and everyone is excited. It's it's hard to explain just yeah. how much fun. And I understand, like, you know, you might love Breaking Bad, for example. But if I showed you season three, episode six, and said, watch this right now without giving you any context, you'd go, I don't, I don't get it. Great performances, but I don't get it. And that's kind of what happens, I think, when someone's a super casual fan or not familiar with the product at all. They point. tune in and go, all right, so that guy with the beard and that guy with the red beard are hugging. Who cares? All right. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Uh, you mentioned Vince. Who knows if he's got a hand in the cookie jar? I don't know. But I'd have to figure that Vince McMahon has never not been on screen at WrestleMania. Even WrestleMania one. You know, he's not an on-screen character. He's an announcer. He's in the ring. Welcome to WrestleMania. Mm. He's never not been on screen at a WrestleMania. Is Vince going to be on screen at some point? Well, that that's a great question there. And I think that that would be like a one of those like prop bets, I feel like, if this was a big thing. I don't know. I, I would have to think my gut says no. I don't think so. Because... 
what like is he just going to come out and welcome people? That that would that would seem weird because he kind of just disappeared. So I would have to say no, we don't see Vince and if and when we do see him it's going to be pretty meaningful I think. But I don't I don't think it's this weekend. Give me some thoughts on Ray and Dominic. I mm. love Prison Dom. Uh unbelievable character. And this is one of those deals where everyone has hated Dom from day one. And I'm like, can you give it a chance? Just give it a chance. Let's see where it goes. And he like he's got X-Pac heat. All right. They hate Dom. They hate prison Dom. I was and just gonna say that. He does have X-Pac heat. He's got X-Pac heat. And this story, there's the bloodline. And the next match that I'm most interested in is Ray and Dom. I love it so much. And when we're talking about those big pops and those big moments, when Ray finally punched Dominic last week, we've been waiting for it. This story is phenomenal, Chris. I think there's a lot of people that don't like the nepotism there. And like the fact that Dom's first match ever was at SummerSlam. I think it was like a WWE pay-per-view and like, the fact that that's his first wrestling match. It was a match handicap against... against Brock, right? No, it wasn't the match against Seth Rollins. Wasn't oh. that his first match? Okay, then, because because I remember he was in the ring. Maybe maybe Ray was one on one with Brock. It's like you know, yeah. like, and I think that there's a lot of people going like, well, of course, you know, like you're Ray Mysterio's son, like the greatest luchador of all time. You have, of course, you're gonna have these opportunities, and I think that there were a lot, there was a lot of hate for that. But man, him leaning into this prison dom, which was probably not part of the plan at all, but fans have just latched onto it. And the fact that he started growing his hair out like Eddie. And he's got and... the teardrop right here under his I eye. Was, I mean, come on. He's an ex-con. And he's got the shirt button like he's an essay. And, and I mean, it, it's un- <laughs> unbelievable. I love this story so much. And by the way, I'm. I hope he wins. Like, I want this to continue. I hope he wins. I have a feeling, and I don't, you know, I don't have any sources on this, but I have a feeling this might be Ray's last match. Because how can you top this, right? It's WrestleMania against your son the same weekend you get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, I think that that is just a perfect bow on top of an incredible career for Ray Mysterio. So I think that's got to be it. And I think there's going to be this beautiful moment afterwards. Oh, so you do you think that Ray and Dom are they're going to reconcile, or or it's going to be a beautiful I, moment for Ray and the crowd? I think that's what it is. I don't think they reconcile. I, I don't I, think I, so either. I don't think so either. And I think that Dom continues to go on and be you know this great heel. But usually in the pro wrestling world, when you're ending your career, you're usually putting somebody over, and it would be weird, I think, for this amazing, beautiful story for Ray and his career to end with a loss to his son. And I don't know, but that could be it. You know, maybe it's, maybe, maybe, maybe he unmasks him. Oh, that, that's like the that's ultimate very disrespect. disrespectful, Chris. That's very disrespectful. It is. And that, I think that, that could be part of this. That's I don't know. Very disrespectful. Have you, uh, have you been watching any of the A&E biographies? I watched the Charlotte Flair one yesterday. Have you seen it? They've done such a good job with those biographies. It's, and the thing is, I don't think that a lot of people associate A&E with pro wrestling and you're kind of like seeking it out a little bit. But when you do find it, it gives it good th- credibility that it's on A&E. And the rivals have been so good too. like the John Cena uh, rock one. Yeah. Man, 
great. I uh, Give me some thoughts here on Charlotte. Charlotte and Bria, which I think is going to be amazing. I know, Charlotte, you want to talk about nepotism. I know Charlotte gets a lot of heat. Um, I I can't get enough of her, man. I think she's... I think she's the greatest women's wrestler of all time, and I don't think it's close, Chris. She might even be just one of the best wrestlers on the entire roster. And uh, I think that there's there's a lot of... She has kind of going for her what Roman Reigns had going for him for so long, which was like people just don't like them because they're being forced down our throat. But Charlotte's just so good, so consistent, and I think that if she continues on the path that she's going and wrestling ends up being the thing she does for her entire career, then she destroys her father's 16-time record. I think that that's just inevitable at this point. But Charlotte's just somebody who she's she looks the part. She's so good in the ring. She's incredibly athletic, great on the mic. Like it's so hard to like bet against her. But Rhea Ripley winning it makes for a really great moment. And that's what WrestleMania is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your, your podcast insight with Chris Van Vliet, the undertaker, man, was that your first time having like a long form one-on-one with him? Yeah, it was my first time. And I'm so glad I got him now rather than getting him when he was active, because talking to Mark Calloway, is a really interesting experience versus talking to the character of the undertaker and the, the self-awareness he has about the career that he had and the legendary matches that he had and the legendary character that he, that he played. It, it's pretty incredible. So yeah, to be able to spend 20 plus minutes with the undertaker and he's telling stories that he's never told before. I was just like, Oh my gosh. This is what amazing. did you learn from him there that you, that you appreciated the most? The story he told about his match with John Cena at WrestleMania 34 was really big. Like that was a match everybody was looking forward to. And it ended up being a John Cena squash match. And it's like, what? And he told this great story of like how he was injured before that. And he was like working for a comeback and like trying to get in the best shape of his life. And he got there and he was in the best shape of his life, ready for like a 40 minute spectacle. And Vince was like, it needs to be quick. Give us five minutes. And that whole story was fascinating. But There was a moment there where I said, like, look, you're such a humble guy. And he is. I said, don't be humble for a minute. What has it been that has made you one of the greatest of all time? And he gave a great answer of, like, how he was so dedicated to the character. And obviously the fans were a big part of this. But it's also, like, he put over everybody that was willing to allow him to win those matches. Because you can't do it by yourself. And I thought that that was... It was a really insightful, pardon the pun, uh, you know, answer of like a, a really good look into like what it takes to be the best in the world at something, whether that's pro wrestling or that's football or that's basketball, baseball, whatever it is. There's a lot of sacrifices that have to be made. I love that old school stuff from guys like Undertaker. You know, I spoke to Bully Ray on the show a couple months ago, and and he's old school like that as well. And I, I asked him, I'm like, you know. Give me something behind the scenes. Like, how does a young wrestler earn the respect, you know, of the guys in the locker room? And he told me upon first meeting, you know, one of the when you get to that locker room, you go up to every one of the vets, you shake their hand, you look them in the eye. That that that's a good start. That's how you got to start. And Undertaker, you know, embodies a lot of that. Where I love the old school type of stuff behind the scenes on how to make it in the business, you know. I was listening to John Cena. He recently did an interview with um, 
whiskey uh whiskey ginger anthony santino is that his name okay the, the comedian it's like a long like hour and a half long interview I'm so sorry. I'm going to look his name up in case I'm getting it wrong. But he was talking about how the business has changed so much. And the business used to be uh, Andrew Santino. Jeez. Oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> the business used to be like when the show ended, you went to the bar with the boys and you had to like pay your dues, whether you wanted to or not, you had to put your time in. And he's like, the business has changed for the better with the fact that like, you know, when the show's over, you go back to your room and you get your sleep or you play your video games or whatever it happens to be. But it was interesting hearing Cena talk about how that was such a big part of the game 20 ish years ago of you had to pay your dues. You had to put in your time and you had to show that you were one of the boys. Yeah. Do you think, uh, are we going to get any surprises, surprise returns you think this weekend? I think that's what WrestleMania is all about. I just, uh, you know, Randy Orton, I think, is ready to go. And That's what I'm been... kind of hoping. I, I I feel like it could be Raw after Mania, but I, I think we're going to get Randy at some point this weekend. I think that Randy would make sense. Everyone thinks The Rock is going to be part of this. Can you imagine if at some point just The Rock's music hits? I mean, that place would go apeshit. It would make a lot of sense, but I just, I feel like if The Rock was going to be part of this, he'd already be there. But Look, if you want to really look into it, there could be something there about like, you know, you're not the real tribal chief. You're not the real head of the table. I am. You haven't done what I've done. Like, I, but I then I think if The Rock comes out, then it has to make some sort of sense for it to be Rock, Roman Reigns. Is that SummerSlam? I don't think so. I think if The Rock ever wrestles again, it's got to be WrestleMania. Yeah, this could be a great weekend, man. Uh, who else have you spoken to recently, celebrity-wise? Uh, not to... Uh... Not pro wrestlers. I mean, you're sitting down with the biggest names, man. Who have you talked to recently? I just interviewed Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Their new movie, oh. Murder Mystery 2, is out on Netflix this weekend. We enjoyed the first one. I like that first movie, Murder Mystery. It was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. This one takes us to Paris. It was just fun to be able to sit down with two people who are at the top of their game. And they were just like bouncing off of each other and like, you know, playing off of each other during the interview. I interviewed Russell Crowe yesterday. He has a new movie called The Pope's Exorcist yeah. that comes out in a few weeks, which is a fascinating, wild horror movie. Are you ever so starstruck by any of these guys? Like, I've never been around actors like that. I mean, maybe a couple. But do you ever get starstruck anymore about some of these guys? I think it's more of like the anticipation because when you do these interviews in person, you're standing there often in a hotel and you're standing in like a hallway. Their name is on the door and you know, there's two other interviews in front of you. So you're going, okay, well that interview is going to be five minutes. And then this interview is going to be five minutes. So, man, I'm 10 minutes away. And then your heart starts to beat more of like the anticipation of like, I hope this is good. I've only got five minutes. I just hope everything goes well, but not really starstruck of like, oh, that's the person, they're right here in front of me. It's more of like, I just hope everything goes all right. And like, especially when they're virtual like this, I'm sure you've run into this. It's like, I hope that the internet connection's okay oh. and that the <laughs> mic quality is all right and the recording saves, like there's all of those components too. But at the end of the day, man, it's just like the opportunity to talk to somebody who is just like, they are, the, they are a dream personified, right? They had a dream to be, an actor or a director, a comedian or an athlete or whatever it happens to be. And they worked their ass off to make it happen. And for me, that's actually really inspiring to be able to sit across from somebody who is just has, has honed their craft in so much. And that's real. I find that just like a, like it's inspiration, like personified. 
I asked you last time you were on with us, your Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling theme songs. Okay. <laughs> so today, you know, last Uh-oh. night, last night of the heat, last night at halftime of the heat game, it's WrestleMania week. I put on the Peacock network and, uh, and I was watching a little bit of WrestleMania eight. All right. Uh, Macho versus Ric Flair, Ooh, Piper yeah. versus Bret Hart. And what a treat that I press play and I got the wide shot of Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. And like, I mean, what a just nonstop bickering. We're, we're 30 seconds in. I already got Gorilla yelling, would you stop? <laughs> like, just what a crew. So give me Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling announcers slash broadcasters. Oh, this is so hard. It's a hard one. It's very hard. I So I'm going to start this list off with a very controversial pick, but Michael Cole is so insanely underrated and does not get the love for how good he has been for the last 20 plus years. Like, and when He's you look had at a it, great I, second wind. Uh, he really has. But Michael Cole has also been our the voice of the WWE in the 90s, the late 90s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, four decades of hearing him. And he's so good. And I think that a lot of people associate him with just that character he played and that match he had at WrestleMania. So Michael Cole goes on the list. Jim Ross, of course, the voice of my childhood and all of those. He's got two more slots now. This is getting dicey now. Just two more slots. This is very difficult. But, you know, Jim Ross with all of the phrases like Mm -hmm. hellfire and brimstone and uh, he's got hell to pay. Beat him like a government mule. Slide By God, he's broken in half. <laughs> Although I will say some of JR's exaggerations, and I get that wrestling is filled with hyperbole, but like it pains me when I rewatch Edge jumping off, spearing off the ladder, spearing Jeff Hardy off the ladder. Yep. And he calls it a 20 foot ladder. And it like annoys me so much <sighs> because if you count the rungs on the ladder, every rung is one foot. It's a 12-foot ladder. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, Jay. So uh, there's two. Joey Styles. Okay. Like Joey Styles made ECW so yep. good. And I think a lot of fans don't even realize he called a lot of those matches himself. But he was so good at telling the story that you didn't even notice that there wasn't a color commentator there. So there's three. And I got one more. One more. That's it. And this is when you when you do Mount Rushmore's. It's always so difficult because people go, "What about so and so?" Well, That's the point. Plenty of honorable mentions, I'm sure. Right. So the. F- oh man, it's so it's very hard. hard. Okay. Mm. Michael Cole, Jim Ross, Joey Styles. One more. And then I'm gonna go. Wow, this is, and this is gonna be controversial. Okay. Mike Tenay. Wow, that is controversial. Okay. I know, but listen, listen, he carried TNA in the mid 2000s. And, and you know, honorable mention to, you know, his uh, color commentator, may he rest in peace, Don um, West. The way that they worked off of each other, there, I would argue that there was a point in like 2006 or seven, maybe 2005, when TNA actually the best commentary team in all of pro wrestling. So that's it for me. You got to understand that I also became a massive wrestling fan in like 98. So yeah, I missed out on Jesse, the body Ventura, incredible gorilla monsoon. Of course, Vince McMahon, what a maneuver, all that stuff. So good. And they are great. That just wasn't my era. Sure. When I was a mega fan. Sure. I, that's, that's it. All right. That's a good Mount Rushmore. And I was going, and I went with play by play commentators there. That's a good Mount Rushmore. And it's also an excellent 
uh, explanation because you're going with, hey, this is when I started watching. So these were the guys who were that soundtrack for me. And of course, you know, Jerry the King Lawler, unbelievable. But I was just going play by play here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's well, a good, so, that's a good Mount Rushmore. Don't, please don't send me mean tweets. Those are all good guys. Uh, Chris, let everybody know. It, it, people who are listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 right now who are going to be in L.A., let them know how they can catch you and, of course, everything else you got going on. Go ahead. Well, you can see me at WrestleCon this weekend. So I'll be there all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then if you happen to be going to WrestleMania, let's run into each other. Let's run into each other somewhere in the stadium and say hello and let's chat some wrestling. Wherever you're listening to this, you can find my podcast, Insight with Chris Van Vliet. Check out some of my recent interviews with The Undertaker, uh, LA Knight, Austin Theory also had some, yeah, had some UFC legends on recently like Rashad Evans and Rampage Jackson. So you can go check those out. Or if you want to watch them, you can uh, check out my YouTube channel, which is just Chris Van Fleet. Great job, Chris. Always love catching up with you, man. I'm jealous. You're going to have such a great weekend. I would, I, I, I so want to go. It's, it's too far. It's too You've far. You've got time still. You could, you could still make it out here. I, I think, I think the goal is next year in Philadelphia. That's a much easier trip. I think we'll do 40. I think we'll go to Philadelphia. I think that's. The well, I've got a, I've got a spare bedroom. So if you want to make the Thank last you. minute trip. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good talking to you as always, Chris. Thanks, brother. Good to see you. Great job by my guy, Chris Van Vliet, of course. WrestleMania is going to be awesome. Man, I'm, I'm jealous. I want to go so bad. There's so many things this week I want to go. I want to go to the Final Four. All right. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I do know. I'm not going to either. All right. Nice, nice of Chris to offer me up a room in the guest house there in the Van Vliet Mansion. I appreciate that. And, of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0, you know, are brought to us by Johnny Cuba. Lifestyle brand. We're talking European roots of the Caribbean soul. A refreshing German lager in a can. Hey, that's how I was enjoying last night. I mean, I wasn't enjoying most of the game, Panthers and Heat, but I was enjoying my six-pack of Johnny Cuba. You could pick up your own six-pack of Johnny Cuba right now. Sedano's Presidente. When Dixie, Fresco, Imas. I love when you guys send me the pictures or the videos on Instagram, and then I put it on my story because I'm, I'm an influencer on Instagram. But you guys are like, yo, Zazzle, I didn't know Johnny Cubo was so delicious. Like, I'm try- been trying to tell you. Remember, always drink responsibly, and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know it. You know how we do it at the end of every show. We got to find out if it's a big deal or not a big deal. If you're dealing with water or mold or fire damage in your home, that could be a really big deal. It may not be a big deal. I don't know, but Water Cleanup of Florida, they do. Call Water Cleanup of Florida 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call or text 954-900-8635. 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida, they'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about this? Last night, the Sacramento Kings ended the longest non playoff drought in all of sports 16 years and the sacramento kings who are a top three team in the west are back in the postseason last time they were in the playoffs rick adelman was the coach they've had like a hundred coaches since mike brown should win coach of the year that's a big deal kings are a fun little team i'll be rooting for them out west the kings are back in the postseason that's a big deal big deal or not a big deal so yesterday was wednesday which means on first take, my guy, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. I mean, one of my, that, that is my guy. I love Chris. He's a major influence on me. He's an all-time great Hall of Famer. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, every time he's on first take, he does like a session where 
where he talks about things that are angry, things for him to yell about. What's the dog he upset about? Well, very similar opinion to me a couple nights ago with Joel Embiid sitting out again, ducking Nikola Djokic. Now, I know they had a back-to-back. I had a call the other day on the air that said, you know, Chris, I bought two tickets. I'm from Philly for the Denver-Philadelphia game on two nights ago, 600 bucks, and Embiid doesn't play. Now, listen, they only play a couple times a year. These are the two best centers in the league. They're great all-time players. I know we had Golden State and Phoenix, the back-to-back. Can we figure it out, Doc? And Embiid, and play the game against Dawkins. Oh, what's his name? Jokic. Can you play that game? I couldn't believe he didn't play that game after he put 40 in against them back in Philly early in the year. This is a marquee matchup. He's got half soreness. Suck it up and get out there. And I usually don't like to make a big deal about injuries because then it comes back to fight being a rear end when he's really hard. But that one really bothered me. He played in Phoenix and Golden State back-to-back, and then he can't play against the Nuggets, against the Bay, and then he's going to scream about the MVP. You know, he's missed 14 games, and Jokic has missed eight games. If I was voting, that would be a factor. Him not playing a couple nights ago in Denver against him really bothered me. Yeah, it's a big deal. Doggy's right. I mean, come on. It's just a coincidence that that's the game that he's sitting out. No, he feels like he already got the leg up on Jokic. We know that it's all that Embiid cares about. Been talking about the MVP every day for years now. It's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to sit out here. Everyone's going to remember we only played once and I dominated. I don't know. I think it could have the opposite effect. I think you got people who are upset about it and they may now lean toward Jokic if they were on the fence. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Last night, Kevin Durant made his Phoenix Suns home debut. After missing the previous 10 games, played in just his fourth game as a member of the Suns. It was at home. They won. He struggled. He had 16 points. He was 5 of 18 from the floor. I think he missed his first six shots. Uh, They won. They beat Minnesota. This is not a big deal. I think you could understand. I mean, long term, maybe it'll end up being a big deal. But I think it's not a big deal because I think you could understand the trepidation from Durant. Probably nervous. Not that he's in front of his home fans for the first time. But... He didn't just get hurt last game. He got hurt in the layup line. So I, I think there's it's not even rust. I think he's pro- he was probably a little timid and, you know, needs to kind of work that confidence back. I, I could see that. So I'm, I'm going not a big deal for now. For now. Big deal or not a big deal. Lone Depot Park this afternoon. 4-10. Not only is it opening day for the Marlins, but you get probably the best pitching matchup on opening day throughout all of the major leagues right here at Lone Depot Park. Sandy Alcantara, Max Scherzer. That's a big deal. I mean, you're in for a... Tr- that, you want to talk about spring training with the pitch clock trimmed off an average of 26 minutes per game. Between the pitch clock, how fast these guys work, and just mowing them down, hey, you, you may get out of there in an hour. Very quick game coming up at Lone Depot Park. We'll see. That's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. So, Kyrie Irving last night. Again. This is like the third game in a row. Two games ago, he's critical of the fans after the game about booing the Mavericks at home. Hey, you can come and, you can come and try and play, but we have years of experience. Okay. Keep talking about science, Kyrie. Years of experience, right? Then the next game, he has a fan thrown out. Who knows what that fan said? I'm sure it was nothing in particular. I'm sure it's just heckling. But this Kyrie Irving is as soft as it gets. Had him thrown out. And last, and now last night, delays the game, holds up the game because a guy sitting in the front there, courtside in Philadelphia, 
Who knows what he said to Kyrie? Everyone's got to wait on him. The referee now is win. Referee should have just given the guy the ball to inbound it. If Kyrie wants to talk with a fan, all right, you go hang out over there. I mean, this imbecile, every game with this imbecile Kyrie Irving. Fans are allowed to heckle, man. Deal with it. And then you got Russell Westbrook, who had a fan thrown out again last night. I believe they were in Memphis. The part that I don't understand, NBA players could just point at a fan and they automatically get thrown out. Like, like the it just if, if an NBA player is getting heckled, they don't like what the fan is saying. They, they just get to throw fans out of games. There's no questioning. There, there's no, no one else has to hear anything. Just an NBA player has carte blanche to just throw people out of games. Now, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And it's a big deal. It's an upper race. It's got to stop. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. Make sure the leak that you find, make sure it's not a big deal. You got to find out. Water Cleanup of Florida. Call or text anytime. 954-900-8635. They'll tell you if it's a big deal. All right. Thanks to Chris Van Fleet for joining us earlier in the show. Two sleeps away from the final four. Tonight, huge Panther game in Montreal. I declared him dead, but still, they could finish tonight in a playoff spot if everything breaks right. We'll see. I don't know. I, I, I don't have a lot of confidence. All right. Anyway, tomorrow, we're going to finish the week strong. I can feel it. Thanks to everybody who worked on the show today. You did a great job. You put together a great show. You made it easy. I appreciate all your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.